everyone. Welcome to the At Hearthstone Mom podcast. I'm Lauren Rose, and today's topic is getting through the holidays while dealing with chronic pain. First of all, if you are hosting. So as far as cleaning your house, start now. We have a little bit less than a week once this posts before Thanksgiving and a little over a month before Christmas. So go ahead and start now so you give yourself as much time to handle the cleaning as possible. Second, focus on the high traffic areas, your kitchen, your living room, your dining room, the guest bathroom, the places where your guests are actually going to go. You can always close the door to the office and the extra bedrooms and the master bathroom and places like that, places they're not going to go. So they're not going to see the the mess in those areas. And finally, pace yourself. So you do a little bit of work every day and each day, make sure that you're working for 20 or 30 minutes and then taking a break for 20 or 30 minutes. This will help keep your muscles and your joints from getting too fatigued too soon. I know if I try to do it all in one day, I spend the next two to three days in bed, not able to do really anything. As far as cooking goes, in our family, the host handles the main dish, so the turkey or the ham or the main dish of of whatever theme that we've got going on this year, and everybody brings sides. If you've got somebody flaky in your family, you're not sure if they're actually going to show up or not, have them either bring something you can live without, such as wine or dessert, or make sure that you've got the item they're supposed to bring on hand, you've got extra of it. Then clean up. So first of all, clean as you go. You may have heard that, you know, from your mom growing up. Um, we, We clean as we go, right? Whenever you're done with a pot or a pan, go ahead and just, you know, rinse it out, scrub it real quick, throw it in the dishwasher. That's a lot less work after you're you're done hosting and it's not going to be so overwhelming. Second, ask for help. Before people leave, just ask somebody, hey, can you bring all the dirty dishes into the kitchen or whatever is going to be helpful at that time. And with some things, just let it be until tomorrow. There's, you know, somebody's you know, leaving their cups out. It, it, you don't have to do, necessarily do it today. So just leave some things till tomorrow and not at the end of the day after you're exhausted from hosting and entertaining all day. And finally, resting. So a big bonus of hosting is having a place that you know you can go to rest. So I like hosting because I can go to my bedroom at any time and lie down. And I do that a lot. You usually when people come over and I'm hosting because I've been, you know, cleaning and maybe I've been cooking and I've been doing all these things to prepare for everybody to come over. I usually do go lay down. Sometimes it's just for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Sometimes it's till everybody's gone. It just kind of depends on how I'm doing. So yes, hosting is a lot more work, but there is the opportunity to, to just go to your bedroom and lie down if you need to. Now, if you're a guest, Um, So as far as cooking goes, offer to bring something you can make ahead of time or buy or just something easy. So for instance, a green bean casserole, you can make it ahead of time. Just put the fried onions, the crispy part on the same day or canned vegetables. All you have to do is heat it up. So maybe a can of corn and green beans and you warm them up with some butter or maybe a fresh herb on top or canned carrots. You can warm them up with some honey and some cinnamon or some allspice or you can roast them in the oven or bring, you know, prepackaged rolls and dessert, something easy. As far as resting goes, let your host know ahead of time if you're in a lot of pain and ask if there's somewhere you'll be able to go to rest. 
Uh, maybe there's a guest room. If you need to, you know, go out to your car and rest. If you're really feeling that much pain and you, you just can't deal with the situation, find somebody somewhere to go rest. And finally, family drama. <laughs> so this affects people with chronic pain and people without chronic pain. But since I'm a big advocate for mental health, I wanted to include it. So research shows that 50 to 80% of physical pain is actually emotional. So family drama can actually make pain a lot worse, especially if you have depression or anxiety. Things can really exacerbate if you've got difficult situations or drama. So here are a few strategies. Number one, just be polite. You don't have to necessarily make deep conversation with those people that create drama or that you're having struggles with. Just be polite. You know, I'm from the South, so we've got that Southern hospitality and it's in our nature really to just be polite to people, even if we're just seething inside with anger. Um, set and maintain boundaries beforehand if needed. So a boundary is kind of like a rule that you set for yourself and you often let other people know. So it's not a rule for other people in their behavior. It's a rule about yourself. So I met a guy in group therapy one time and he was complaining that his wife had set up, set up these boundaries, like he couldn't watch, you know, this kind of show and he couldn't do that. And I spoke up and said, those aren't boundaries because that's about what you're not, not allowed to do about your behavior. A boundary would be about her. So a boundary would be, if you're going to watch this type of show, I am going to leave the room, something like that. So if you need to tell your family beforehand, you know, please don't ask when we're going to start having babies. That's just so awkward. And we're not ready to talk about that right now. Or if you've got, you know, divorced parents and one parent likes to talk badly about their other parent, um, their ex, your other parent, you can always say, you know, please just, you know, don't be talking badly about dad. This is Thanksgiving. We want to have just a happy, relaxed time together. Um, next, do some self-care ahead of time. So right before you go over there, do some deep breathing, do some kind of meditation. Um, if you need to have just a glass of wine, just to kind of calm your nerves and just totally calm your body. Another strategy, bring things to do. So usually there are less, there's less drama when people are distracted. At least that's what I found. So bring games for the family. Um, we play poker a lot. We play board games, have some holiday trivia, have some card games, something that'll keep people talking about something else besides, you know, the family drama and the topics that you don't want to talk about. Bring games or holiday crafts for you and the kids. Sometimes it's more fun to be around the kids than the grown-ups. And usually the kids are in a different room from the grown-ups creating drama. So you can just stay away from them completely. And at the end of the day, the kids have this cute craft to show their parents and take home. There's always the football game, at least in America. American football on Thanksgiving Day. That's something else to distract the family or distract you if you need to just kind of get away. Bring some reading material. I don't go anywhere. I don't go on a trip. I don't go to anybody's house without bringing something to read. A book, a magazine, an ebook, just something in case I'm not feeling well or in case I just am not in a place where I can deal with the situation and the drama. And if you've got um, schoolwork, if you're in school 
or you know you've got a job maybe bring your schoolwork or, or your work say you've got a big test next week or you've got a work deadline and you really need to complete this report something like that another strategy is to leave early so you know after you do the important part which is you know the meal with the family then you, you might you know have nausea or a migraine or another commitment um, i'm not generally a big fan of lying but honestly if you're in a dramatic situation you're probably going to have a headache or some kind of physical ailment and that will get you out of that situation and as a last resort if you just know that it's going to be too much drama too toxic and bad for your mental health conveniently have an illness and skip it all together so something short-lived so that you're fine in a day or two some examples are you've got a horrible migraine, worst migraine of your life, you're vomiting, you've got stomach issues, usually people don't question too much when you say you've got stomach issues, um, or you've got COVID symptoms and you don't want to expose anybody to COVID. That's you know, a, a benefit, I guess, of the pandemic. You can always use that as an excuse. Again, I'm not a fan of lying. I think it's incredibly disrespectful, but I've had to do this. I um, missed our family reunion several years ago because somebody who had abused and assaulted me was going to be there. And I knew from experience, I couldn't be around him. And I certainly couldn't allow my daughter to be around him. So I forget exactly what excuse we, we had, but we didn't go. And it's completely unfair that I didn't get to go and see the rest of my family members. It's not fair that he gets to go to those events and I don't, but that's just how it is. And I had to protect myself and I had to protect my daughter. So worst case scenario, just find a way to get out of it. I hope that's been a little bit helpful to get you through, you know, Thanksgiving and Hanukkah and Christmas and any of the holidays that you celebrate, New Year's. So that wraps up today's topic. You can find me at itherstomom.com and at itherstomom on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And with that, I wish you a wonderful holiday season. Bye.